Seventh Avenue Pizza, the official pizza of the Soda Pod. The Soda Pod, the official beer and hockey podcast of Seventh Avenue Pizza. Hello, welcome back to another episode of MNCAA. I'm your host, Nick Maxson, for this first week of December. Boys, Nate Wells, Drew Crow, back to talk all things Big Ten, and of course, our hometown Minnesota Golden Gophers. Um, the weird college hockey season continues, to say it lightly, boys. Um, we'll just start right into it. Uh, the Gophers split this weekend with Penn State. Um, I'm sure Gophers fans were hoping for a little bit more of a better showing, especially on the win-loss column. Uh, but Drew Cove, Nate, how you guys been? Uh, it's been a week away for me. I'm sure you guys enjoyed <laughs> being away for a week. But <laughs> uh, how have you guys been? Been good. We we're so glad to have you back, Nick. And that sounds sarcastic, but I'm very very glad to have you back. <laughs> it's uh sometimes you know Nate and I we say all the time we could just talk forever and ever about this stuff. So it's nice to it's nice to have our our, our captain back. The the ringleader, right? <laughs> the ringleader. There we are. It's a hockey podcast. Do we speak in anything else other than sarcasm? And hey, yeah. also look, I got the hat memo finally. It took like there you go. Months. <laughs> I got a different hat. <laughs> you're, you're joining the club, or is it that we're trying to hide our receding hairlines? One of the two. I don't know. See, so. now the people just listening are going to have to go back and watch the club. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah. See, yeah, you got seven weeks of uh, me not wearing a hat and finally <laughs> bringing it. I have a method to the madness, as they say, boys. So um, speaking of madness, and maybe that's a good transition for you guys. Um, a couple of things that aren't maddening is uh, Rhett Pitlick has been probably the most consistent goal scorer for the Gophers as of late. In fact, uh, scoring in six straight games. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Nate. What's What's been working with Rhett so far over the past couple of weeks where he's been able to find the consistent goal scoring that the Gophers has been essentially been looking for that guy right this year, and he seems to be the one as of late. Yeah, maddening is a great way to put it because you've seen throughout his Rip Pitlick's Gopher career where the talent is there and just you're waiting to see if he can get that consistency and get things going in a consistent manner because he'll be on for a weekend, he'll be on for maybe a two-week stretch, and then you see about six, seven games where you just disappear, you don't hear much about him. Um, you're searching. He's maybe at the end of the bench. And yeah, this past uh, his past stretch where it's goals in the past six games, he's been the most consistent player for the Gophers. He's creating chances. He's seen seen the ice extremely well and just making just making those little changes where you're not seeing him do drop creating drop passes where he's able to just not making those little mistakes, not uh, just making those little mental laps where you've kind of seen that in the past. And I feel like that's just the difference between a good college hockey player and a great college hockey player is just limiting those chances and those mistakes and just capitalizing and having that consistency, which I mean, again, it's goals in six straight games. That's about as consistent and that's about as good as you want for a player that you are counting on to score goals. And Drew, you know, it's when you're on a streak like this and I know that, the goal scoring gets a lot of the attention, right? But to Nate's point, really when things are going well for a player, a lot of the times it's the play away from the puck too. And I think for Rhett Pitlick, it's that decision-making, it's that play, it's just the smart plays. 
And then if you're doing those things right away from the puck, you set yourself up to be the recipient of putting the A, the puck in the net, uh, getting an apple or two here or there. So uh, really, it's his game all around is what's contributing to his recent success, right? Oh, yeah. He's gotten a ton better at just every phase of the game. And I think a lot. I I mean, I certainly like to pick out his forecheck um, just because he's so speedy and he's really pesky. Um, but I mean, he's gotten a lot. Yeah. Like you said, he's gotten a lot better. Um, without the puck kind of in putting himself in the right places to succeed once uh, those opportunities opportunities are created or if he is able to put himself in the in the right position to to make make a chance the other way um, and he's gotten a lot better at that and I think it's obviously showing that uh, um, he's become a bit more defensive defensively responsible um, he's he's really figuring it out um, kind of at this college level and, and again not everyone's gonna I feel like gopher fans were spoiled the last couple of years having a lot of young guys figure it out really fast. And now it's like, it's coming back. All right. I mean, like uh, not to jump onto the rest of the roster too, but uh, Ollie Moore kind of slowing down a little bit as of late. Um, it's, it's those guys that were touted to come in uh, as a really, as to, to be impact guys right away. Um, and Rhett Pitlick was obviously, he had that uh, offensive streak and he kind of has a, he has a great shot. Um, but he kind of didn't figure all of it out right away. And that's kind of the normal path of a college player. Right. So I think he's just figuring it out at, at his pace. And I think the Gophers are going to be the beneficiaries of him continually getting better as the season goes on. Um, especially as, uh, the guy who everyone thought might be the runaway leader on the team in points and goals is sitting at fourth in points and second, second for goals, uh, as Jimmy won, we can call him, I think. Jimmy, <laughs> um, too many gyms on this team, right? Um, speaking of Jimmy and this Jimmy and that, I know terrible segue, but um, you know, but it, it kind of s- seems like this team. And pardon, you know the the sort of the what do you call it the, the dry mouth here that I've got going on from all the traveling I've been doing, <laughs> guys. I'm sorry, um, but the frustrating, the trying to Jimmy in for I guess a consistent play with the squad continue to to show this weekend um now friday they do get the win but you know what nate it, it wasn't pretty it wasn't pretty in fact uh, you talk about slow starts um you know it, it's like there, there was a snail on top of the turtles back saying slow slow down like what the heck's going on with this squad friday's first period felt like it was a pretty much a summary of minnesota games at penn state over the years it's the Nindy Lions outshoot the Gophers 12 nothing at one point. <laughs> the Gophers score on their first two opportunities. And then it's two <laughs> and it was what two honors so they're they're leading they're two nothing yeah, at the end of the first period. Um with I think it was a 13-3 in shots, just something crazy. Yep. And the Gophers first like shot that. didn't come till the goal, which was yeah. I think 16 or 17 minutes in. So. Yeah, there were a lot of shot for yeah, 14, 15, 16 minutes. Oof. So it felt, and look, it's Penn State. I think we've had enough over the years of well, Penn State. Penn State shot counting is maybe not totally on the level. I remember one time I went to Penn State, and Minnesota was literally the the Minnesota uh, stat department was doing their own shot uh, counting just because they wanted to see what how it was versus what it said on the scoreboard. <laughs> so I, I know I know how it was. I'll just leave it at that, <laughs> without uh, without putting in any on that end. But but Nate, despite the so-called disparity, if you yeah. want to call it, of the actual shots and goal here, the play on the ice yes. wasn't oh. great. No, no, no. It's 
and, and there are stretches of the weekend. That is the most frustrating part of the weekend. If you're Minnesota is there are large stretches of the weekend where Penn state is a team that will make you pay. If you're not competing hard, they take pride in being a very competitive team. I don't remember if this was from talking to guy Godowski or if this is from Ben Jones's book or something, but they literally have a rule in their, in their locker room where anyone can challenge anyone and you have 48 hours to answer a response. And Neil Penn state, challenge Minnesota and the Gophers were able to respond and get going things going in the first period. And throughout the Friday night, they did not come anywhere close to that on Saturday. They played from behind. And when you play from behind against Penn state and you're not showing that competitive nature at times, you are going to be in trouble against the Nittany Lions. And I mean, that was the case on Saturday. It nearly was the case on Friday. If for, I think if I'm, I'm pretty sure, I mean, I mean, you can talk about this too, Drew, but, I feel like if Penn State gets any of those any of those shots going in on Friday, we're we're talking about a completely different weekend. Yeah, I think I think close kept him in it early. Um, obviously, they were they were down one nothing at one point, and you say, boy, this could this be the floodgates because Penn State looked like they were just buzzing, absolutely buzzing in that first period, and all of a sudden the Gophers take all the momentum away. Um, despite the crowd ready to burst every time that they got a, a pretty good shot in on close. And I think it, that that game, obviously they got four goals and they won by three, but it was, I, I don't think that game, uh, if, if Justin Close doesn't play the way he did in the first in the first period, that game could get out of hand really quickly. Um, but then you saw it Saturday too. I mean, a lot of the problems just compounded and it was just like turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. And that was just, it was just the biggest mistakes in the world. Like, right. I mean, they just, cause they were, they looked so glaring. Um, not like exactly like, okay, here's exactly what you did wrong. And here's how stupid it was, but it was just like, man, the turnovers led to a grade a chance, like three, four times. I mean, even on both ends, I mean, I think the Gophers capitalized on some too, but, um, too little too late. I think you gotta, you gotta stay in it, uh, against, stay in it early against Penn state. And they, they made them pay. And I think uh, a lot of fans, uh, hoping for the sweep this weekend, um, seeing that Penn State was kind of near the bottom of the conference, and but top twenty team still, and they were able to 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 take it out on the Gophers, and obviously that's another another chance at uh, some good banking of points, uh, just just wiped away, and now they got to move on to the next one. You know, I, I think it's more disappointing, guys. You know, because I, I think the the Gopher fandom, I think, underestimates Penn State a little bit. Um, I think they're a better team than people give them credit for. But at the same time, I think the perspective is that Minnesota is, should be a more complete hockey team, whereas Penn State is more of a run and gun. If they're going to win games, they're going to have to kind of outscore you a bit. Whereas Minnesota has a little bit more up front, obviously, in the defense and certainly a really nice goaltender. Um, and when you have that completeness, you know, you expect certain things. And one of the things that I think has been more troublesome to the golfers this year, and Nate, I want to start with you, is A, the lack of consistent play throughout the weekend, one game to another. And in detail more, it's about sort of like the turnovers, the puck management type stuff. Um, you can have all the talent in the world, but if you're not playing the game mentally sharp, you know, you're you're shooting yourself in the foot. Uh, Nate, is that the biggest sort of sort of glass ceiling right now with this Gophers team is just the, the game management perspective? Or is there something else that is sort of hurting this Gophers squad right now? The talent is there. The opportunities are there. Honestly, Saturday might be the first game all year where you look at it and you're like, oh, you know, 
Minnesota wasn't in it. Penn State was the better team. I, it's tough to see at times where you look at the Gophers where they're going to find a way to win. There are other games this season where you think that they are giving away points. And there are times where you're going to see at the end of the season where this is probably going to end up uh, maybe costing Minnesota a point or two, like a, a position or two. But for the most part, it's just, yeah, it's finding that consistency, finding that little extra step where when things are going awry, they're not being compounded where, and Penn State is a great team to play for that reason, because it's a team where when you can build and work so hard to finally get that goal and the Nittany Lions will turn around and make you pay and they'll make you pay twice. Um, they had that on Saturday in the first period where Penn State it wasn't, they didn't play as well as they did on Friday during the opening 10, 15 minutes, but they scored twice in a minute span and put Minnesota in a deep hole that they're never able to get out of. They scored a couple times where Minnesota was able to come back and get things going. And then Penn state scores next shift or creates a great eight chance um, or takes advantage of a Minnesota mental error. And yeah, the mental errors and some of these turnovers and mistakes are things that, you know, players and teams, players put in new positions are going to do as we're in still in the first half of the season. But it's trying to see where these are able to be fixed or be limited, or you're trying to see that growth from week to week. And I'll throw it back out to both of you. Are you, are, are you seeing this growth from week to week? Is it still just a little bit of a lack of consistency? Are you a little concerned on like the little one to 10 scale or how, what do you, what do you guys think? Drew, I want to put this to you because I think this is, from my perspective, where if there's any alarm bells with this squad, I think this is exactly it. I just, I'm not seeing, at least on the surface level, as much growth in terms of where the team is learning week to week, per se. Um, we're seeing a lot of the same things that are kind of hampering the squad. And as we've talked about before, again, you I mean, this team has all the talent in the world. There's youth at certain positions for sure, but it's more, I think, concerning that if you have the talent and you have the coaching, which the golfers do, what is it that is preventing them from taking that next step? Yes, we can say sort of it's early, but at the same time, it's also not anymore. This is December now. Um, you're heading close to the holiday break, this so-called midway point in the season. And this is where you're coming down essentially now to the turn three or four, if you want to give it a racing term. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, what is it Drew? What is it? Yeah. It's, it's tough to like, think about because you see that they haven't, I mean, this is a, one what I think that was their second regulation loss in the last like right. four or five weeks, mm -hmm. which is like very good. And obviously, but then you, you, you get back to it and you look at the record and it looks pretty, it looks almost 500 just from like the, the shootout losses in terms of just conference, uh, terminology, I guess. But it honestly feels it, it feels a little bit more like one step forward, 75% of a step backwards every weekend. And it's like, because I mean, I don't think anybody was left feeling this weekend that like, oh, the split. Awesome. Like, I don't think that was a, a feeling anyone had against a number 18 team in the country. And still, it's like the Gophers need sweeps at this point. They need they, they need some they need an emphatic. And I think we, we had this discussion a few years ago too, where it's like the Gophers could not get a sweep for the life of them. And it was, 
it was just we needed to see it until uh, until we saw it we wouldn't believe it and i think i said that probably six weeks in a row because they didn't do it and it was like all right they had a great friday night and then they had a, just an abysmal saturday or vice versa and it's they just they need to they need to make sure that they're they're dialed in for uh both games and the entirety of both games. And uh, that's not to say that they're not like focused on winning the game because obviously that's what they're there to do, but it's just something isn't clicking all the time when they're able to, to make some of these errors and uh, to have teams force them into these errors because they have the talent that can beat all of these teams. I mean, they have the talent of a number one team in the country and uh, they just have to put it all together to on a consistent basis two two games on a weekend to just get two victories and get six points. And I don't think it's, it, it's not going to be that hard for them because they, like we said, they have the talent. They've played very well against very good teams before this season. And they just have to put it together for two, two straight games, a whole weekend. That's what we need to see. I think before I'm ready to say, all right, they've taken, they've taken a turn and they have a, they kind of have what it takes to make that. But, um, Nate, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think back to the the, the score and or like the that one out of ten kind of thing, but yeah, it's 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 difficult. I don't, I'm I it is it does feel kind of like they're at a bit of a plateau right now in terms of growth, and that's yeah, yeah, that's kind of where I'm I'm feeling where I see the steps, and it's just you're wondering which weekend is gonna be the one where something where it all gets put together. And honestly, for Friday night, I thought maybe that was going to be the one because. You come out, you have a rough opening 10, 15 minutes. You're able to weather the storm. Not an easy thing to do at Bagula Arena. The roar zone is right on top of you. The fans are there. It's very loud. And then you look like the better team for the remaining 45 minutes of the game. You're able to put what could be a very difficult situation into a convincing win. And the same situation, that's not an easy thing to do. And that's the top teams are able to do that. That's what the top teams are able to do. And honestly, one of the things watching college hockey nationally this year, almost every team is struggling in that in one sense or another, where they're having times where it's maybe your offense is very, where, where you're not having all, all the, the offensive defense special teams all kind of clicking at the same time, or maybe the offense is holding up for a while. The defense is shutting things down, but you still want to put you, you're, we're hard on Minnesota because we've seen the talent, you know, it's there and you believe that they are a top five team in the country. And just the results haven't really shown that yet where for the most part they're right now, I believe they're, they're in that hunt of being in the, in the tournament. If it's season end today and the season does not end today, thankfully it does not mm-hmm. end today. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So it's really weird to be saying this about a team that about 45 other teams would love to be in this position, but just the standards right now. And for this team are just that high. Yeah. And, you know, guys, when we talked about, you know, the consistency of the rep pit, like, right. Um, Last week, you guys mentioned, and I think where it comes down to, right. Is you have a team that's made of what? 23 players. Not everyone is playing consistently. They're their best right now. Uh, last week, I guess mentioned Sam, you know, Ritzel um, as a guy that you, you know, needs to get things going. He did this weekend. Um, so the question is now, can you string it together weekend to weekend back? Right. Um, Drew, talk about Sam a little bit, because uh, apparently on the show, if we mentioned a name, apparently equals results. So maybe we <laughs> need to go and name every single golfer player. Um, yeah. And give him a shout out. And maybe that's what sparks it. But um 
what did you notice about Sam's game this last weekend that allowed him the opportunity to get some points on the board? Well, I think his goal was just incredible. I think it was really good vision. And I think it's that's that's the type of the play the goal the type of goal that those the defensive players on this team are gonna have to have. And kind of getting that spatial awareness of a very difficult to play against, high flying team like Penn State. I think if if you find yourself and feel kind of calm or like at least present the the aura of I'm calm in the scenario and I'm going to be able to get results. That's, I, I think that's all you can ask for. And I think those defensemen, yeah, like we've seen, like we've said before, they've, some of them have taken steps. I think Max Rude has taken steps. I think Renzel has taken steps too. Um, it's just not all in the same game or the same parts of the weekend sometimes. Um, but I do think, yeah, he, he definitely was good, good one to, to get his first, his first collegiate goal on too. But, uh, I know Nate, we were talking a little bit off air too. You know who needs to, you know who we need to mention on this podcast this week? Mason Nevers. Mason yes. Nevers. Mason Nevers. We're mentioning your name because name. we, there's something he's, he's like you're, you're the close. way he plays. Yeah. You're, you're, you're close, Mason Nevers. We're seeing those opportunities. We're seeing you hit those posts. We're seeing mm-hmm. you just, just miss on those open, on those open uh, goals. So, you know, if we mention your name and something happens great next week against Ohio State, hey, we'll know. We'll know. Yeah, exactly. And this isn't to say he's, yeah, like, like they said, not playing poorly. It's just like, we just, we want to see it fall for him because like he's, he's, he's one of the hardest working guys on this team. And he, I think he's really indicative of that older group that came back, you know, and it's, it, 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 to, to see him get going, just like, uh, obviously Bryce has the, the goals lead right now. If we could see him pot a few and to add just a little bit more, um, we've talked about the depth in this lineup and where it can be. And I think if we can get Mason Nevers going, um, I think that's that, that completely adds to the depth and just to see where, uh, where he could go. And I don't know if we should say his name a few more times, but Mason Nevers, Mason (laughs) Nevers. I mean, is it that same area where uh, Connor Kurth was for a few weeks before, before he kind of went off and And now he's playing great. It's what three goals and thrills in a couple weeks. He had a breakaway on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. And he's been finishing wonderfully. And guys, Mason Nevers is sort of the opposite of where golfers fans should be worried, right? He's the guy that, is, when you talk about puck luck, he's not getting anything, right? But he's doing all the right things. You mentioned he's getting those opportunities in. Yeah, he's in a couple of posts. He's had some, you know, goalies that I just said, no, no, thank you. You're not getting by me today, right? But he's right there creating opportunities. He's do like you said, he's been a workhorse. He's doing all the things that he's being asked to do. Um, that's probably more frustrating. And I bring that up because you do wonder with some of the individual players on a team, right? Confidence is huge in college and pro sports and everything, right? Um, especially for a guy like Mason Evers, right? When you're doing all the right things and you're not getting rewarded by it, you do wonder if there's other players on this squad that are feeling like they're gripping the sticks a little bit tight right now because it just hasn't been either going to the back of the net or maybe defensively they're missing a couple of assignments here and there. Let me ask you guys this. Do you feel like this is something the golfers are dealing with is maybe just a little lack of confidence right now? I mean, in a way where it's a team that is more set up to rely on its depth and you're trying to score, have two, three scoring lines where if only a small group, you only have one line of scoring. If you're struggling on the power play, if you're struggling on special teams, it's going to be, it's going to be frustrating. And yeah, how, you get through it, how you continue to see the progress. And we've mentioned several players where they're doing the right things. You're seeing the growth. You're seeing them being in the right places and creating opportunities and creating 
um, second and third chances for their line mates. That is what you want. And maybe it doesn't happen and it doesn't create a goal at that weekend, but just over time, the more opportunities, the more chances and grade A chances that you create, the more opportunities you have to score and uh, create a positive impact on the ice. And I mean, especially with Minnesota, a team that loves to control puck possession and just control gameplay. That is exactly what you see. It's um, you just, as long as it, it's easier, it's easier to control gameplay when you control the puck and you're creating opportunities than it is to be on your back heels and uh, trying to uh, put stop 40 odd shots in a game. Yeah. You hit yeah. the nail right on the head. It's just like, you gotta, you gotta be consistent on chances and just consistent possession they'll they'll be able to find more shots and i think right now they are kind of getting more uh like run and gun kind of kind of chances especially like in the friday game that's kind of what we saw in, in making sure that they were able to, mm-hmm. to take go into the period end with the lead but um the more consistent they play to the game that they have done in the past and they're very good at they thrive on um obviously the more the more chances that are going to fall, the more Mason Never Never's goals we're going to see, the more Bryce Bradzinski goals we're going to see. Um, maybe some more firsts on the back end uh, for for some goals too. But uh, it'll it'll all start coming once once that uh, once that type of stuff it gets just more consistent. And this is sort of the you know this is I think to me the last puzzle right. And we're we're if you're a golfer fan or maybe even a player right is you know if there is frustration that is brewing, I do think there is some frustration guys. When I watch this squad, you know, there's something to be said about a player's confidence when you know, you're doing the right things and you feel like you should be capitalizing on those. And they're not for whatever reason it is. Right. But good teams battle through that. Good players battle through that. And more importantly, you know, it takes one, right? Sometimes it just takes that one puck to sneak through. And all of a sudden your swagger is back. Your confidence is back. And I do feel like for some players that are on this squad, it's just going to take that one opportunity to capitalize them to kind of start feeling good about themselves. And the more the players join the party, per se, I think the better off this team is going to be. Speaking of party, guys, um, let's recap the Big Ten standings um, because it's still quite uh, a mess. We'll put it that way. Michigan State still the number one team with 19 conference points. Uh, Wisconsin, not that far behind at 18 to one behind. Notre Dame at 15, the Gophers. At 13 points, so they're not out of the woods um, per se. This is still a very close conference, but to your guys' point, opportunity missed this weekend. If you have taken over the sweep with Penn State, that puts you much closer to the top three. So with what they have coming up here this next weekend um, at Ohio State, so again, not the easiest place to play, um, what do the Gophers have to do to try to get both wins this weekend, albeit on the road? Boy, I, like I said last week, I think they needed a sweep this weekend. They absolutely need a sweep this weekend. And I think especially important going into the break and kind of getting a few confidence wins and not that they're going to, I think it'll be a little bit different in the locker room if they, if they skate by and get a couple of victories, but I think they need to, they need to show a really complete weekend plus get the two victories and say, all right, bank six points, two consistent games. They feel really good about themselves going into the break and, um, they're able to kind of take off right, right where they left off in the, in the second half and, um, with some, a few non-conference games and then, uh, just jump right back into the gauntlet. And obviously it'll be not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but we see how Michigan state and Wisconsin series, even not get just not getting a point out of, uh, out of Wisconsin that is, um, and just 
saying, boy, they need, they need a couple of points against, against that team coming up. And every, obviously every conference team, they're going to need to be able to um, play competitively, earn at least a split. And uh, just, that's kind of what we said a few years ago. The big 10 teams are just going to start just beating up all on each other. And just somehow they all sit really, really well in the, in the, in the pairwise rankings. It's December. We can talk about it, but, um, and I'll allow it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I'm going to talk about it anyways, but I mean, December, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine now. We've played enough conference games. We've all played our con- non-conference mostly. So I got my so, bracketology head on. You can, at this point, yeah. this, is, this is usually about the time of year you throw out like a, Hey, here's the first looking at it. So yeah, I think we can talk about pairwise at this point. I, so yeah, I said yeah. the word. So <laughs> Nate, let's, th- let's throw the opposite to this. What if the golfers get swept this weekend? The Gophers get swept. I mean, that is pretty much the end of any conference title hopes. And almost this weekend is essentially a you want to keep up with the rest of the league, the, uh, Ohio State. And, you know, they haven't been, they're not a bad team this year. It just really speaks to how talented the rest of the Big Ten is, um, where you have five, six teams fighting for those top 20 spots that. Pretty much everyone else has kind of been beating up on the Buckeyes, um, and they're finding success in non-conference play. But they only have the the only win that the quote unquote the only points that they have this entire year is a shootout win um, against Michigan, and I believe they got they got crushed in the other game. They lost by a combined nine one to Wisconsin this weekend and getting swept. So if you have the teams above you are sweeping Ohio State when they have the opportunity. Minnesota really, as much as we say that they need six points for their confidence and just to get a sweep on in a weekend because they haven't had a full two wins uh, since the opening weekend of the season. It really just, it's six points that are almost just needed for keeping up with the rest of the, with, with, with the rest of the conference. Yeah. And, you know, for Ohio State, I would imagine too, Drew, we'll end on this. They look at the standings. They know where they're at. Nine um, one over the weekend. That that probably has a little bit of a chip on their shoulder too. So they're not going to roll over and play a dad either. This is going to be a battle. Now, granted, on paper, Minnesota is and should be the better team, mm-hmm. but this is a dangerous setup for the Gophers, right? You have a team that does not also want to go on a holiday break, winless in conference play mm-hmm. in the Ohio State Buckeyes. So um, it's not going to be a cakewalk, is what I'm trying to say. No, I mean all season we've seen that Minnesota like not not to try and rag on them, but the the Gophers can be beat by just about anybody, and like it, it just depends on the it depends on the weekend and it depends on again that consistency because St. Thomas gave them a really close one at the start of the, albeit that's at the start of the year, but Penn State um, losing two to Wisconsin, uh, Michigan State it it's it's just a it's kind of been uh, obviously they're playing really good teams and I don't think Ohio state in, in the conference they're at the bottom, but I think overall they're like, like Nate said, it's just kind of the, the non-conference play has been strong and beating teams that they should. So I, I don't, I don't think that this is nest. Yeah. This isn't uh like you said, a, a cakewalk for the Gophers and they're, they're going to have to be absolutely on it because um, they, they could get, they could, and I don't not, I wouldn't say it'd be a sweep against them. Uh, Cause I don't think they'd play that way in two, two games, but um, Ohio state can absolutely take a game from the Gophers and they just have to be, they have to be on and ready to, to make sure that they capitalize on all the points they can get. And I suppose, you know, that's kind of been the so-called, you know, what do you call it? The theme to college hockey this year, guys is, 
there really is no clear front runner. There really is like, I mean, geez, look at the CCHA. My gosh. Um, but there, you know, I think, it, I think like Drew's in third place in the CCHA. It's just yeah. that close. <laughs> yep. And uh, what was it? Uh, I'm in fifth, but down by two points, and you're in first. You got you got games in hand, Nick. That trip to Florida. I trip that trip to Florida kind of gets by you a little time. Yep. Yeah, I, I had my bye week, so <laughs> yeah, it's it's been weird. It's been a weird college hockey season, and it certainly has been weird for both the golfers and the rest of the Big Ten. But you know who has had also a really weird year? A lot of teams in the NCHC, and we'll talk about one that finally able to crack the wing column, and that is with the UMD as well as with our friend next week. So that's next here. Stick around for more here on MNCAA.